This is Inner Healing Paths podcast. Here we discuss the healing of the mind, body, soul, and spirit through a variety of different paths. We have emotional and spiritually minded conversations centering on ancestral healing, psychology, astrology, yoga, meditation, magic, and indigenous spiritual practices of the world. I am your host, Rosa Shetty, and I am so happy you are here. Welcome. everyone welcome back to another episode of inner healing paths podcast i'm your host rosa shetty and this episode is with sholai ruka sholai ruka is a medicine woman she's a healer she's an entrepreneur she's a poet and in in our conversation she was just so candid and so generous in how she shared her wisdom her journey she talked a lot about her life her upbringing and what formed and shaped who she is at this point in time Sholeruka has a company called Spiritual Cabrona, which specializes in making candles. She makes these beautiful candles with powerful affirmations on them. And if you have not seen her work, please check out her website or her Instagram account at Spiritual Cabrona. And, you know, one of the things that I really enjoyed about our conversation is that she is just so funny. You're going to hear us laugh a lot. Um, you know, we we just talked about so many different things. It's hard to put it in the intro because our conversation just went so many different directions. Uh, we actually recorded this episode a couple of months ago. But, you know, I, I just I feel that spirit has me put out what is needed, you know, in the collective. And at this point, I feel that her message is so timely. Uh, she shares about her healing journey and she shares about what helped her recover and how she is now using these gifts as a medicine for the folks that she works with. Um, strong language was used because um, that's just how, you know, how we had the conversation. So FYI, we have little ones around. So I am, again, I am so excited for you to listen to this conversation and please uh, share with me your thoughts, your impressions, how you found it helpful. If you feel called to, please share it on social media, tag me on it. You can tag Shola Ruka or Spiritual Cabrona as well, and we can share it. If you feel even uh, more, you know, called to to help us out, you can leave a review. And as you know, I've mentioned before, reviews really, really help in boosting our presence here, uh, in especially in Apple Podcasts. So we definitely, definitely appreciate your support in that way. So without further ado, here's a conversation with Shola Ruka. Take a listen. Hello, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing so good. And I'm so happy that you're here and that you agreed to do this podcast interview with me. Well, thank you for having me. I really <laughs> appreciate it. Yes. So to get started, um, can you tell us a little bit about uh, you, the, yourself and the healing work that you do? And, and then we'll, we'll go from there. I love it. So I go by Sholiruka. And the reason it's, uh, it's my poet name. And Shola comes from um, our indigenous Sholosquintli. And then Iruka just means an old. So when you put it together, Sholeruka just means old bitch. I and love it. <laughs> it's just a play on words. And it just allows me to find and tap into like my back to my indigenous authenticity and medicine and roots. And definitely one of the what I feel one of my medicine is is humor. It's humor and storytelling. And something that came about it for me has always been, you know, how do we deal with what comes up in our lives? How do we face it? How do we get through it? Um, as opposed to bemoaning, right? And so um, I'm someone, I was adopted and I didn't find out I was adopted until I was 18. And so that for me has really, um, 
what would you say? Flavored, colored, kind of took the theme of my life because it was such a chasm. And, you know, you talk a lot about inner healing and inner child healing. And as you and I met going through this apprenticeship and we had to do our family tree for the North direction, right? I was so staunch against that. I'm like, this fucking family tree can Mm -hmm. suck a dick. I'm not about to do this. Like, this is stupid. I don't even want to touch it. And part of it was because I, I didn't have a family tree beyond knowing who my biological mother was. And I felt so fraudulent. I felt so fractured, not having this, um, someone had said it before they had, they came from a pedigree of a certain type of women or a pedigree of a certain type of people. And I just remember feeling so jealous hearing that because I had no clue. And so this assignment, I was not happy with it. And so I knew that I had to forge through and, um, our maestra in that moment was like, so why are you so staunch against it? Obviously there's something there. And I really started to do a lot of ancestral discovery and, I was able to do a reading with Tiana Macquillar, who I absolutely adore. She does the who she created the Hoodoo Tarot, and she does a lot of ancestral work on the intuitive level. And as I got a reading from her, she first and foremost, she's someone who's super straight up in your face, gives it to you as it is. It's not sugarcoated. And pretty much what she told me is, how dare you dis, you know, discount this lineage of people that have given up their lives for you to be here in this, you know, position of privilege and for you to discount and shit on them because your biological parents weren't able to uh, be there for you. And I was like, damn, okay, who this? What? And the way that she explained it to me in the reading was just so powerful. And there's a reason she's booked months in advance because she's the real deal. And so in that moment, I started to tap into opening myself up to my biological paternal and maternal lineages. And in that moment, it was like the Pringles, like seal came off of the, you know, like the, and my intuition just started popping and so many things started to come through in terms of just really trusting myself in this medicine. And through it, um, you know, I was, I was able to birth spiritual cabrona and spiritual cabrona is, is really about, it's a brand about empowering women and acknowledging that we've been through shit and we've been kicked in the panocha so many fucking times and it hurts, but instead of ignoring what's happened to us, instead of bemoaning and fuck why me creating this community of, I see you sis, like, fuck, I know what it feels like to be broken, to not know, right. Not know how to get the fuck up. It's getting real, right? Super fucking real. Right. Because Mm -hmm. there's another thing too, is that sometimes some of the spirituality stuff doesn't land on me because it doesn't, speak my inner child gets cussed at my inner child is used to you know some strong language and and it's loving but it's strong words and so just creating this community of safety this community of authenticity this community of acknowledging that so many of us on the daily are in this balance of this is how I show up in the 3d this is how I show up authentically. This is how I am in the in-between and that there's so many facets to us and that within those facets, we have so much to resolve. And so in terms of, in terms of my medicine, I'm, I'm always working at getting to the core of, you know, what are we really saying and what's, what are we saying with words and what's within the subtext and I'm a great believer that, you know, you always, you listen and, you know, you're a mental health professional. I am not. Um, but it's not just in the words. It's, it's in the words that are chosen. It's in how something is said. Anything that comes up is because someone wants to share that for some, to some degree and bring it forward. 
Um, I don't know if I answered that question. Yeah, no, you did. <laughs> it was a beautiful answer. And thank you so much for being so candid and so, so real and genuine, because this is how it is, right? And, and, and it's in hearing your story, I, I get the sense that a lot of the healing has happened um, through your intuition. It's almost like tapping into that your intuition has been a doorway to connecting with those parts within you that needed to be seen and i mean even going back to what you mentioned that 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 activity that or that homework that we had to do to to do our family you know that even that was pushing you to connect deeper and it sounds like that just that was the, the doorway for you for your own healing I, yes, definitely. And I think that, you know, it's, it's almost, I mean, that's so cliche and cliches are always based on truth, but it's in those moments of pain that growth happens. It's in those moments of pain that we get to the ultimate truth of what it is that we're seeking or who it is that we are. And, you know, quite literally spiritual cabron, I was born after a fucked up family therapy session. And it was, I got really triggered um, during a family therapy session where I was told to calm down when I was being vulnerable by a family member. And I was like, the fuck? And um, the therapist was like, we all need to calm down. And I was like, oh, I'm about to throw this, um, yeah. this MacBook in the Zoom meeting, like, oh my God, I'm I'm trying to calm this Mexican Hulk from coming out of my mouth. Oh and my I goodness. was just like, no one better say it. Tell me to calm down again. I'm really triggered. Mm -hmm. And I barely made it to the end of it. And I drove myself to a nearby parking lot. And I, you know, I could tell the therapist was a little off kilter. It was on Zoom. My family member and I were at the house. And um I just remember calling my friend and just telling her like, I scared another therapist and she starts laughing and she's like, she probably deserved it. And I just thought in that moment, like we such big emotions come up and I, I know I cannot be the only human that has been in therapy and has felt so inappropriately raw and so inappropriately big emotions. And to have to calm myself to be able to receive the help, it, it felt like it was too much for me to contain. And it sounds like it was an intense session, but it also sounds like you, you, you didn't leave feeling validated. <laughs> it, it was like, you were too much. You need to correct. Yes. Your feelings are too much to, we, we, you know, the people in the room can't handle you at this moment. So exactly. And yeah. I, and it just kind of felt like, I know I'm not the only one who feels like we're too much. I know that there's more of us that are feeling like we've, you know, we're trying to, to again, walk this balance between the 3d, our dysfunctional upbringing and walking in a good way and doing things in the right way, but still having triggers. And yes, I wear a suit to school, you know, to work. Yes, I have formal education. Yes, I have all this, but guess what? I'm still healing. I'm still, there's parts of me that are still broken. And how can we create this being too much? And I told my friend jokingly in the car, I was like, you know what? I need a fucking candle right now that says, tell me to calm down one more fucking time, bitch. I said, that's the candle that I need right now. And my friend's like, you should make it. And I was like, yeah, should, huh? And I'm like, ha, ha, ha. She's like, Karina, I'm sorry. She's like, you know, she's like, you should make it. Yeah. And I was like, what? And she's like, you're not the only one, I'm sure. And so that's when I sat in my car and in the notes of my iPhone, I started like the manifesto that's spiritual cabrona. Wow. You know, that's where I started. Like, this is, these are the tenets. And it's been very incredible to see the community grow online and have women that I've never met, but that have said, like, I feel seen at last. Mm. I feel like, oh, thank you. And mm. that heals me so yeah. much to not feel so alone in these big emotions and this shared experience yeah. of, you know, there's a lot that we have to mitigate, uh, being bicultural, being, you know, um, breaking these generational traumas and curses that we've committed to doing because we're walking this spiritual path. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, your words just 
really, really touched me. And I, and I just feel that how many women are told every day they're too much, right? And that their feelings are too much for me to handle. So get it together. And that, that, and, and some, so many little girls, right. And, and just human beings in general, we are often told we are too much because we feel emotions of all things, right. Because we're human and because we have emotions that need to be expressed and they need to be let out. And, and I just feel like it's such a powerful journey that you've been through and to be able to tap into that need, because it is a need for people to be validated, that your feelings are welcome, <laughs> your feelings, your big feelings, especially your big feelings, they're welcome and they're seen and they are acknowledged, which is essentially what, what you describe is I want these candles or the, the what you're creating with your with your spiritual cabrona brand is i want to acknowledge i want i want to acknowledge these big feelings and to know that we see you and we feel you as well absolutely there's something again we could it could be so isolating and again i can only speak to what i feel and what i find is the more i tap into my own vulnerabilities and what i'm feeling in those moments of feeling so um like you're holding on to it, right? And so typically what I've noticed is there's been a trend, right? So a lot of women that identify spiritual cabronas tend to be women that are the ones that hold it together in their families. They're the ones that are, you know, um, the voices of reason. They're the ones that people go to for advice. They're the ones that people go to when something, you know, shit goes down. They're the ones. And so where, where's that moment where we're able to say collectively, we can take care of you. Let's take care of you collectively. And not only that, but let's validate that. Yes, this is happening. Yes, it hurts. Let's not, you know, spiritually bypass this shit. Let's not say, oh my God, light and love everyone, light and love. Light and love can suck a dick if I haven't healed appropriately, right? You could tell me all this shit till I'm blue in the face. It doesn't mean that it's going to do anything to me unless you really acknowledge and you allow me to acknowledge the trauma, what I've been through, um, and to hold that space. And so I was very intentional. I worked really hard with the different candles, um, to make them so that it wasn't, you know, cause whenever we do a manifestation or anything, we want to be very intentional with how we use our words. Words are so important. And so making sure that in the words that I was using for the different candles, that they weren't, um, Obviously, it wasn't tell me to calm down one more fucking time, bitch, because <laughs> otherwise the universe would take you to put that out there. <laughs> but but really working with the colors so that you know it, it it wasn't so for example, the um the one that is like the white candle, it's about you know, um releasing negative relationships, right? It's not I, I don't want a trash ass person in my life. It's this cabrona's heart is healing and she knows her worth. Mm. So again, empowering it. So yeah. I'm not focused on the trash ass person that I keep picking and that generational pattern that I've learned or that, you know, uh, person like that pattern that I've learned, but how can I look at the, the positive and the strength in it? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and there's just something about taking the, the word cabrona to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a cabrona, soy cabrona, and I got this shit, and, and, and we take it, and we flip it on its head to not have this bad connotation, but to be like, yeah, I'm a bad bitch. Yeah, I like that spin that you're giving it, because uh, when you think of um, someone or a, a cabrona, you know, you think of someone that is, uh, that is not going to put up with, with anything, right, that someone that is strong, and someone that can, you know, just take care of business and just do what they need to do. And they'll, they will tell it how it is. And I think that what we don't see is that these people, these women or these people that we can describe like that, they have that part within them that is also hurting, but because they have this idea that they need to be, like you said earlier, the strong one, they, that part is so deep within that they really don't even know that part. And that's what, that's, what he that's where the healing happens right by connecting with that part so by by bringing in this this um spirituality to the word cabrona you're you're kind of softening up this 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 persona right that that we feel like we have to be and, and to 
get things done and take care of our family. So I just love, love the way you're, you're describing what you do. And I think so many people, so many women can relate to this because this is real, right? I mean, I know that I know my, I myself have um, pushed too much, you know, taking care of business. And, you know, I, I can identify with what you said. I'm the one that people come, you know, in my life and with my family, I'm the one that people come to, you know, and, 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 and then it's like, who's there for me, right? And so that's just the community that you're building, right? Of these strong, strong, beautiful women that just need help, need support, yeah. <laughs> need other, need, need sisterhood sometimes, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why on my, on my website, I was so intentional to definitely include the Cuidate Cabrona, which is a page dedicated to providing mental health supports. And it is important, you know, and I have the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline on there, the National Domestic Violence Hotline, the Disaster Distress Hotline, uh, Crisis Text Hotline, because we need to learn how to ask for help and how to receive the help. And I'm going to repeat that one again. We need to learn how to ask for help and we need to learn how to receive the help. Receive it. That, you know, that, I mean, that is so hard. I I mean, asking and receiving, I mean, it's, I know for me, you know, I'm, I'm a therapist. I do this for a living. I encourage others, but when I'm hurting, you know, when I'm going through something, I mean, what comes to mind is when I was in postpartum, you know, when I Mm -hmm. just had my baby and it was so hard, you know, to, to be in that vulnerable place and to ask for help and then to receive it uh, from a place of, yeah, I need this. Yeah my husband should take care of me right now or you know something like that you know so it's I can those two things absolutely are key (laughs) for for our for our healing right because we need we do if we were going to heal we need to accept the help and we well we need to know how to ask for help and then we need to accept it yes and not feel like we're a burden not feel like we are too much (laughs) right for others to handle and you know what are people going to think of me because of all people how can I be the one needing help now right and that's and that's what it's about just breaking down this this myth of what you know and I think this happens um and I don't want to appropriate trauma but I think this happens a lot with black women where you know the 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 stereotype or the archetype of the black woman is that she's forever strong, that she can handle it, that everything's on her shoulders. And I think to some degree, some of us, you know, it, you know, brown women are in the same kind of boat where we're like, no, handle it, handle your business. Uh-uh. Don't cry now. No crying. Agarrate. Come on, levantese cabrona. Let's get, let's get, no, it's like, calm it the fuck down. Give me this moment to fucking catch my breath because I I done got kicked so hard right now. I need a moment. I need my sisterhood. And something that I also saw growing up and I heard growing up was, oh, no, no, no. Tú no tienes amigas. You only have your family. Well, my family be toxic as fuck sometimes. So fuck this shit. I don't want to go to you because you are invalidating my, my emotional experience right now. And you're not wanting to acknowledge the trauma. So it's all of this shit that we kind of, that I grew up with. And I think that there's these um, similarities that we feel. And so, and again, one of my medicine is, is definitely humor. So I added um, in the, in the website, the Takabrona, which is, you know, those little moments where I added some coloring pages where shit is really hella cute, you know, and it's one of the coloring pages is I cannot punch people in the throat. And it's the logo in the center with little hearts and flowers. And the other one is, you know, let go, let God, some people be on some fuck shit, you know, and you can color the fuck out of that. It's super cute. And the other one is, no salió de mi culo, no es mi pedo, right? And so (laughs) creating this inner child healing, I love to color. I love to craft, you know? You can print those out. It's a free resource. You're, on you're the... taking this to like a whole other level. <laughs> it's healing your inner child by like with like real talk. Right? <laughs> <laughs> because in that moment, I might be wanting to punch somebody in the motherfucking throat. And I'm like, good God, help me. I have a master's degree. I'm in a motherfucking suit. And this motherfucking Karen, I can't. I'm a puncher in the throat. You know what, bitch? I'm a I'm a print out a fucking coloring page and bring it back. And OK, we have a meeting at, at three o'clock, Karen. I'll see you then. 
one. Okay, let me color my ass, calm myself down. So for spiritual cabrona, it's more than just the candles. It's really about building this, this support, this online support that's there when we need it and how we need it. And um, I just feel so encouraged because, you know, just to not feel alone, to not feel alone and to know that it is, um, you know, people have been so kind, so kind. Um, I received a message from, from a, a friend who was like, I've been getting such positive, you know, uh, response. And somebody said, you know, and said that they felt seen at last. And this is someone that I've never met in my life. And this is someone, and I'm just like, wow, that's, that's gotta be dope. That's gotta be dope as fuck to not feel, to see something that calls to you that, that really like, you know, lands some type of way. Yes, absolutely. And it's the ripple effects, right? That you, you won't, you, you won't get to see, but they're happening, you know, with every, for you, for you is with every purchase, with every print, print out that, you know, there's ripple effects um, with family, with coworkers, you know, it's just, and, and, you know, we don't see that, but they're there. And, and that's the, how powerful your, you know, the, the work that you're doing is and the impact that it's having yeah and thank you for being so vulnerable because I know this is hard stuff to talk about and for being willing to share it you know in in this space oh no thank you for providing this space because I think like I said we don't talk about it enough and I think uh, you know going going through and, and telling people like oh no I'm hella sensitive and people being like what you I'm like yeah bitch that's why I have the hard crunchy exterior because I'm sensitive as a bug I have a soft middle on the inside um and you know but what it what does where I do integrate this medicine is in my 3d so because I work with children it's it's great to work with children and tell them and validate, you know, it's okay for you to feel this angry. It's okay for you to feel this sad. You know, you just can't, uh, nobody be, can be catching your hands, but you can feel angry. You just can't be, you know, laying hands on people like that. Um, but it's okay. And just to validate can do so much. Just that validation and the witness. Um, and I'm sorry, dude, that sucks. You're right. It does suck that that happened at home. You know, and I'm sorry that that's the response that you got, or even with the adults that I work with, where all of a sudden we're having these mini platicas and they don't necessarily know what's going on other than um, I might be saying like, wow, so you're having a lot of pain on your left side, right? Okay. Would you allow me to share something? That's your feminine side. That's your receiving side. So how are you receiving from others? Oh, I haven't been, I've been doing. So how can you start to do that? And to, you know, it, it shifts things. It shifts the dynamics in the workplace when you start to have those types of conversations when typically you weren't before. It's like you're bringing your medicine wherever you go, right? Whether you're in that role or not, but in whatever, you know, in your capacity and working with kids, you're able to to, to bring that and in, in, in a way it's, it's in that moment, you're providing that healing for them in that moment, right? Of validating their emotions. That's healing. And that's so powerful, especially coming from, from, a, especially for a child and hearing this from an adult um, and, and to, sh and, and to be able to share that with those that you work with. I mean, that's even more, it, it absolutely changes the energy of the the, the room you know literally the the space that you're in changes the whole the vibration of it it does and then all of a sudden you know and I'll tell people like um so I am in a position of leadership it you know in education and so I will I this year I've been making concerted efforts very deliberate efforts to wear clothing like my wipilis underneath my my suit jacket to um wear my rebozo you know over some slacks and a blouse and the kids are like how come you're wearing a blanket i'm like i'm not wearing a blanket i'm like it's a rebozo my abuelita has one i'm like and they're so warm aren't they and so i can't talk with every child on a single, you know, every single day. But what I can do is control how they see me and do they see themselves reflected? Do they see their home reflected? Do they see their, um, 
indigeneity reflected in how they see me and to be in this position of leadership within their school. And so just to really, you know, shift that paradigm of, okay, well, you know, we work so much with identity um, when we're working with students, when we're working with children. And so how are we molding that identity and how are we validating their own experiences? Um, And And how the representation, right, matters. Like then seeing you acknowledge, like you say, through your outfit, acknowledge their roots, you know, it's so, so powerful. I mean, right now, as you were talking, I was thinking back to, people in my when I was in grade school and elementary you know elementary school and middle school it, you know sometimes of course people you know the, the, uh, the adults in those settings they're not aware of every single child but every single child is aware of them right yeah, yeah. And they create such a uh, such a powerful and they send such a powerful message and in and, and they create these memories whether directly or indirectly right and and how how wonderful it would have been for me you know this little brown girl in in elementary school in Pomona, you know, to, to have someone in my school wear a reboso, like my grandmother, you know, like my abuelita or my mom. So, so beautiful. Thank you, sis. And like I said, so that's where it's really evolved or before I think I felt very, um, I I've always, and I think all of us that have been called to this, um, medicine have always been in it. Right. But I never called it energy work. I never said, you know, I work with energies. I would never have said that. I would have said, oh, you know, I work well with people and I wasn't calling it what it was. Now I'm, there isn't, um, there isn't a shame. There isn't this sense of like, what am I doing? Is this a soft skill? What, what is this? No, there's a name for it. And what I am doing is um, I'm providing a space for healing. I'm being witness for healing. I'm able to hold that, you know, the mirror for those that um, I come in contact with. And so being deliberate and intentional with how I show up and the interactions that I have and also being and seeing the, the effects of it. So going back this school year, seeing, you know, it's all a muscle. And so seeing how, you know, doing the muscan, doing, you know, the different exercises, working with, you know, candles, working with connecting to our ancestors and drumming and all of those things really do help to mitigate and keep us in balance. And so as I go back, these, you know, things that happen like, oh, oh shit. Okay. Shit just hit the fan. Okay. Okay, so we're going to turn off the fan um, so that shit doesn't keep splattering. Um, Do we have paper towels or towels? How are we going to clean up the shit? How far did the shit go? It went that far, right? As opposed to before. Oh, my God, it's It's going everywhere. It's almost like you're frozen before, right? Like you you didn't know what to do. Yes. And now with these tools and this ancient technology, really, you know, these you're able to do something about it. Yeah. Respond accordingly. Yeah. Yes. And being able to breathe and like, okay, um, this just happened. Okay. That, that wasn't, uh, optimal, but okay. So how are we going to do this and not feeling like I need to do something now I need to, I'm responsible for it or that this is now, um, you know, negating all the work that I've done up until now, all of these old, um, self-talks have really shifted and, and are continuing to shift. I mean, don't get it twisted. There's moments where I'm like, fuck, what's accounting like, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all have those moments. Yeah. Right. Fuck, maybe I can go braid hair in a fucking beach in Cancun or some shit. Right. Do I really need to do this right now? <laughs> so it's not always great, but but also knowing that I do have tools and community and, and quite honestly, having a spiritual cabrona to be able to process. So when you see the memes, when you see the shit that's happening, when, um, I think I posted one time, like, um, I'm tired of getting kicked in the panocha. Like that's legit. Like that's a for real. That's coming from my soul. That's coming from my panocha being hit too many times. You're like, look, (laughs) I'm not phoning these in. These are like real life shit that's happening, you know, in that moment. Um, (laughs) yeah. And I think that's your gift, you know, to bring, uh, humor and realness and just 
I think you're just, I mean, for what I, you know, the sense that I'm getting is that you're, you're trying to show your, you know, just the authentic, your authentic self is coming through, not in, in the way of just being connecting with others, because what you're expressing is what a lot of people, if not most people are feeling, you're just putting it out to words, putting them on a candle and allowing them to, to be allowing this candle or whatever, you know, the product that you have to be a mirror to them, a mirror to what they're already feeling, but you just help them express it, externalize it, you know, bring it out into their, from outside of their mind to, to something that tangible. And, and that's just, that, that is so helpful, so powerful. Oh, thank you, sis. And like I said, I think it's also about trying to find some level of, okay, well, what do I do now? Right. So like the example of shit hitting the fan. Right. Okay. So step one, turn off the fucking fan so that it doesn't keep splattering. So same thing when something happens in our lives. Well, what can we do? And ritual is so powerful. Um, And that's why I like candle um, manifestation and working with candles is because the ritualistic act of let me focus my intention. Can you do this without a candle? Fuck yeah. Make it happen. Do it without it. I have just found that it allows me to focus my energies, my intentions more directly into something as like a ritual to prepare the candle, to activate the candle, to, you know, really focus. And to me, what's really important is the make it happen, cabrona, which is the manifestation postcard that comes with the candle, which is writing down and really visualizing what you are like after your intention has come to fruition. So really sitting with it, what does this look like, right? What does it look like for me to have gone through this challenge? What does that ideal, you know, me look like? And writing that down so that when you are lighting your candle each night and and lighting your incense and, you know, focusing with that crystal, that you are focusing on that intent because what happens is we don't want to get stuck in the but why why did it happen to me i don't know why me and it didn't happen to that person well I like you're fucking stuck there you know so instead of getting stuck in that mire okay how can i allow this to flow through me and let me try to get through this um and so it's it's nothing, I'm not doing anything out of the ordinary. And, and really to have people go back to, you're your own healer. You're the own man, you're your own manifester of magic. We all have that within us, you know, because um, someone has asked me like, oh, you don't have like a, a love candle. And I'm like, bitch, no, I'm not. Like, that's so artificial. How the fuck you gonna find somebody and you still so fucked up on yourself? Like you can't even love yourself. So it always goes back to you. You know, um, how are you working on who you want to be to attract who you want to be with, right? And so how do we get it back to ourselves? Because we're the only person that we can control. And this artificial idea of, oh, once I have a partner, bitch, you're going to have lots of partners. Doesn't mean that they're all going to be healthy, but you're going to learn from every relationship. And if every, and if your next relationship is better than the last, then you're doing really fucking good. So, yeah, no, it's starting with the root of it, right? Because we are, like you said, we are the only ones that can really, we can only control ourselves. We can only, and whatever, whatever others do, you know, partners, that is completely beyond our control. So even like you said, lighting a candle for love is like you, you, you're going, I mean, you're going to attract someone, but you, you're, if you're not, you haven't worked on yourself, mm-hmm. chances are you're going to attract someone that is going to once again, challenge you to work through those issues that you have not worked on, which means that you're going to attract someone that is going to be difficult. Right. And so it's really, really important to first look within, yes. uh, instead of just calling on love and having a partner and being in a relationship and romantic, it's well, how can I, better or improve the relationship within myself or or healing you know to how can i bring healing within myself so i can attract someone that can be a, you know a better a match for me at, when i'm at, at a higher you know vibration or yeah. attracting someone that will be that that will match my healing journey Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Not someone that's going to challenge me to continue, you know, because like with every relationship, especially the toxic relationships, we're really working through is these uh, 
these patterns, whether it's the trauma, whether it's generational, ancestral, whatever it is, but we, every relationship calls us to work through these challenges and they're actually an opportunity, right? To work through these things, but we have to be able to have the awareness of that um, in order to finally be able to change those, those, those patterns and those relationships. Absolutely. And knowing that when we call on love, we, the, the, love that we need to pour into the most is ourselves. And so many of us haven't been taught how to love ourselves. And who, who are we? Who are we at the essence of who we are? Can I look at myself fully in the mirror, right? Which we had to do this. Can I look at myself fully in the mirror without any clothing on and love every stretch mark, every long car, every, you know, wrinkle. Can I look at myself and love every bit of it and say, you know what? I'm good with this meat suit that I've got this lifetime. Like I'm good with this because I know that that's not, that's not the entirety of me. The entirety of me is so much. And, and I like, and I love who I am. And, you know, and it doesn't mean like, oh, I, I love myself. I'm a bad bitch. I'm this. I'm, no, that's, that's ego. But how can we get to that place of just really being comfortable with myself? Right. Which I think COVID taught so many of us or provided us the opportunity to really sit with ourselves and it was uncomfortable and how you know how many of us were were ready to sit down with ourselves completely and be able to face a lot of the shit i know i wasn't ready for that i know no. that i'm like god it was damn i think covid it was like this, <laughs> this big collective mirror right reflecting everything of just everything of all of us back and we felt I think all of us individually felt that collective heaviness of it all and especially the 2020 you know I mean now we're going to 2022 but we're still, it's almost like we're still recovering from that that 2020 year you know but because it was this big mirror reflecting everything and when we talk when we bring it to the individual level um you know it's it, it self-love it really is acceptance right I think you you, you said it earlier it's just acceptance and also surrendering yes. to our body however it is surrendering to uh you know our create the what we were created with you know whatever it is our DNA or whatever it is our genetics our family our ancestry like this is it's just surrendering and acceptance of it all because it's all manifested in the body it's all manifested in our DNA and our cells and our hair our, our eye color you know it's just it's there whether we we want to acknowledge it or not we are the 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 continuance of our ancestors and and accepting and surrendering to that I think it's part of that that concept of self-love you know that, that of loving yourself absolutely and I and I mean I as hokey as it is I I'm glad that I had this you know pause I had no choice in the matter none of us had a choice in the matter but I wouldn't be on this path of tapping into my ancestral medicine had it not been for that had it not been for this pandemic that forced us to stop that forced me to stop i actually had um and i made beautiful relationships with people that i'm like i would not have met otherwise without the pandemic and so a dear friend of mine was like when i was telling her like oh my gosh i used to travel all the time i used to go to concerts all the time like i always had something and i remember reading off like one month of what I was doing. And she's like, avoidance much? And I'm like, this bitch? What do you mean this bitch? And she's like, <laughs> and I was like, okay. Yeah. And, but that's what was so beautiful is I was avoiding, right? I was like, oh my God, I work hard, I play hard. No bitch, you work hard and you avoid hard. Mm. And the pandemic forced it so that I couldn't avoid jack shit. Right. I had to sit with it. And like I said, even the discomfort of the family tree and having to do that. And I mean, now I've gotten to the point where I actually pray for my biological mother and biological father, which I would have never dreamed of doing that. It felt like, um, it felt like I was betraying the parents, my parents and, you know, the parents who raised me. And so I, I'm grateful for the pandemic. I, I've asked people 
you know, cause I was on the online dating sites, you know, for a minute, like on Bumble and, and OkCupid. And I remember one of the questions I would ask people was, you know, what gifts has the pandemic brought you or have you found through the pandemic? And, you know, people are like, um, you know, I really love Postmates or Instacart. And I'm like, okay, yeah, we don't buy. Sure. I'm done. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Although don't get it twisted. I still do Instacart. I love Instacart. I can really get used to having an assistant and not going to the store ever again. You know, I'd love to be one of those people, like one of those uh, super rich people, like, oh my God, what is it like to go to Target? I'm, I'm good if I don't have to go. I <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know what you mean. I can forgo the dollar bids. I'm okay. <laughs> I'd rather just order that shit. I'd, I'd rather do other things. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know. I know what you mean, though. Like, I mean, you're you're looking to get a sense of their their depth, right? The, the yes, what they've learned, you know, because this was a this was huge, right, in our lifetime yeah. <laughs> for everyone that lived through this. I mean, this is this is a life changing event that we all went through, and. So yeah, I think that's 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 actually a good that's a good question. I have not heard, I have a lot of single friends and I had not heard that one. Yes. <laughs> and here's another thing: advice for single people when you're dating. When you're dating, so important. Um, this is a dating life hack. I always tell people go into the date with an objective for yourself. So don't ever, you know, people are like, oh my god, I want to meet the one. That that's stupid. That's like going to the gym on the first day and saying, I want to be fit. Well, you're not, that's not going to happen on that first visit to the gym, right? But here's at the gym, you can give yourself the objective of, okay, by the time I leave before, by the time I leave the gym, I want to have been able to have finished the CrossFit class that 24 hour fitness is, is finishing, right? So on a date, and that's plausible, you can finish that. And it doesn't determine whether you win or lose in your goals the next day with dating very similarly think, okay, by the end of this date, I want to just feel pretty. Did you feel pretty at the end of the day? Fuck yeah. Were you interested? Irrelevant. Was he interested in you? Irrelevant. Did you feel pretty? By the end of this day, I want to be able to have asked more questions um, than I have before, because maybe you're someone that doesn't ask questions and tends to be quiet. By the end of this day, I want to be able to have a conversation and be engaged, even if I'm not attracted to the person. Okay. So can you maintain engagement, even if you're not attracted to the person? So these, you know, objectives, you, it, it works out your own dating muscle and whether or not you see the person next irrelevant, you're still winning. I love that. And for all the single listeners out there, this is such good advice. <laughs> it's so true. I mean, sometimes we're so caught up in the end result and it's like, wait, it's just a date. You know, yeah. what can you, it's almost like you're, you, it's an, an opportunity for growth, right? Instead of just sitting across, you know, or whatever, you know, having coffee or a drink with someone, it's like, you can actually use this as an opportunity for you to practice, to feel like you, you said, to feel pretty, to get dressed up, right? Even yes. if you like the person, but when you, when they, when you see them for the first time, but you, you, you went out, right. You got dressed up or maybe some, I know I've heard some people are doing zoom dates still, but you know, you still have to dress. You know, do do your hair, so right. So you look, you feel pe- prettier, you feel better. So it's just an opportunity for for growth and to, like you said, to get to that end result, which for some people is to find their their person. You know, right? Find their the, the person that they want to be in relationship with. And and here's something, I know you're married, Rosette. I'm not. And so something that um it really impacted me. A friend of mine, we went to the Hollywood Bowl. This was quite a few years ago, quite a few years ago. And we were in the tram from the LA zoo to get to the bowl. And there's this group of young women and they're like, Oh my God, I can't believe you're engaged. So great. Oh yeah. He's the love of my life. And I look across to my friend and my friend just like does the biggest eye roll of her life. Cause we, we didn't sit together because there's too many people yeah. We get off the tram and she's like, girl, give me a fucking break. Whoever the fuck you're with in that moment is the love of your life. She's like, tell me who the fuck was the love of your life when you're 87 then I'm going to believe you. And I was like, that's wisdom right there from this bitch. That's hella wisdom. And so, you know, we might have several loves of our lives and it doesn't discount or discredit if someone is meant to be there for us for a season and not for multiple seasons. 
I I think I've read that from the perspective of like your soulmate and it's like you have many soulmates right it's not just one you know it's basically a soulmate is someone that helped you learn a life lesson that you were supposed to learn in this lifetime right and so if if once that that lesson is learned then a lot of times that person unfortunately you know leaves or ends you know the the relationship or just leaves your path uh, you know and as sad as that sounds but you know that's how uh, for you know like you said we don't have the perspective of that when we're when we're young it's like like your friend said like when you're 87 a lot of times that's when you see the big picture of what each person has um has contributed to your life and the lessons that you needed to learn and you know the interesting now that we're talking about relationships i know we're going to like you know a whole other topic but I, I, you know, I love talking about relationships is, you know, if I'm not talking about trauma and inner child, I'm talking about relationships with, with my, you know, my friends and people that, that I, that I connect with on a personal level. But well, the thing about relationships is that they are a lot of times the end of a relationship is a window to, or a pathway to healing for so many people. Yes. That's how their healing journey even begins. Or if they had never, you know, let's say they went through all these horrible things in childhood and then they they find their you know their high school sweetheart and they start dating and and then they that relationship ends when they're let's say 23 mm-hmm. they uh, for a lot of people they will start healing not just from the end of that relationships but from all of that trauma that yes. they at the age of 23 so it becomes like this this doorway to healing why because relationships when they're when we're in a relationship with someone it's very numb it could be very numbing especially those volatile toxic you know, relationships where there's the back and forth you know they they, they provide uh, a container for us and and it's numbing and it's not until that completely ends mm-hmm. that the band-aid comes off especially for those in in their early 20s or really when you're so young and you're so it's your first breakup that's when you start healing, not just from that relationship, but a lot of these patterns, um, the traumas from the past just come flooding, you know, to the surface. Absolutely. It's so powerful, you know, to, to see that as an opportunity for growth. But of course, when you're in the midst of a breakup, it's so, you know, it's so devastating, right? Yes. And I think if in any time that we have anything traumatic happening, like the end of a relationship or, you know, just conflict, intense conflict in a relationship, I think we've been fed. Um, and and I'm, I'm speaking, I'm making general terms, but in my experience and the relationships that I saw modeled were so incredibly unhealthy, you know, to see my own parents' relationship and my own father's um, you know, d- domestic violence and my mom discounting it. No, 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 no paso nada, no paso nada. What the fuck you mean no paso nada? He just fucking pushed you against the fucking wall, slammed you against the goddamn wall. Maybe he didn't punch your face, but he slammed you against the fucking wall. That's violence. Um, and, you know, not, not being able to talk about it. And so, you know, for a long time, um, my mom would really push on me, um, Gary, por qué no estás casada? Gary, Gary, why don't you have a man? Gary, or, or no, not, I mean, I've had relationships, but not, and, and for a while, she didn't even want to meet um, the men that I was dating, even though they were strong relationships. They were, you know, relationships that I'd been with in a few years, like for a few, you know, no, no, no estás casada. And I'm like, who the fuck cares, you know? And so the lack of support, and then finally my mom, who is now going to be 82, and I'm, you know, 44, about to be 45. Um, my mom saying just a few years ago, Gadi, you're doing it right. Like people don't change. And I, you know, you're happy, you have your career, you're fulfilled, you travel, you have a home. And you're doing it right. To hear that from my mom was massive. Absolutely. And it's so interesting because, you know, when we start healing, that healing is contagious. And the first line that receives that healing are mothers, you know, and, 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 it, and it sounds like in this process of you healing and working on yourself and it's like, she's been able, now she, she sees you, right? Mm-hmm. She sees how, how good you have it, how good you are. Just yeah. as you are now. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And she's like, you know, um, it's not good to depend on a man and you never have, Gotti. I'm like, nope. I'm like, I do what the fuck I want when I want to. And, you know, and and again, um, I just think that we're shifting, it's important to shift the paradigm as to what what does um I don't know, growing up, I, I, you made me think about being in my 20s, but when I was that young, I remember thinking like, oh, there's a pentacle of having made it. You know, there's like this image of when I'm thinking that when I was this age, right, when I was in the future, when I was going to be 40 something, mid 40s, that I had to have, I, I was going to be married by then and owned a home and, and done this and done that. And I would have self-imposed so many limitations on myself versus um, in those moments of not getting what I felt that I wanted. And I did, I wasn't always like open to like, oh my God, thank you universe for this. No, but, but knowing that what I got was so much better than what I ever could have imagined for myself and how small the life that I had imagined for myself in my twenties as compared to what I'm living now. Um, uh, yeah. And, and that's the, that's the perspective that life, just life experience time gives you right in healing to be able to reflect back and, and see and appreciate. It sounds like you're at that point of, you just appreciate your life in this moment. You're still healing. And I think we are all on a healing path. Anyone that says I'm healed, I'm done. I've healed all there. That's a red flag because yeah. And we're always evolving, right? Yes. We're always growing. We're, I mean, I, I and I want that. I, I don't want to be completely healed at my age. I want to continue evolving because hopefully I'll live a very long life, and I want to continue this 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 uh, ev- evolution, you know, of myself. And that's part of the healing. But it sounds like you know, being able to reflect on, on your life like that is is already um, such a huge blessing to have this perspective and to be in appreciation and acceptance of, of your life, the good, the bad, the, the ugly, whatever it is, it's your life. And you sounds like you just, you just appreciate it so, so much because of what it has given you at this point. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And knowing that there's going to be, you know, more challenges, but just being better able to handle them as they come. Um, again, universe, I don't want to tempt the universe, right? I don't want, you know, universe is going to be like, oh yeah, bitch, try this one. I don't want to tempt it. But, um, but knowing that there's, there's always a solution. And I think a, a dear friend um, who is in her sixties was like, you know, buddy, as you get older, like you care less, like you start running out of fucks. And I think I've let go of a few fucks in my wallet at this point, right? Like they're you know, like, that's so true. I've heard that too from women that I've heard, you know, like when you're in your 50s, when you're in your 60s, like your 70s, like you care so little about things that like what you worry about now, it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, who, like you said, me vale. like, you know, it's just, so I'm actually like looking forward to that. To <laughs> looking looking forward to, yes, <laughs> to care less. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love that. Yeah. So it's, it's more of this just beautiful acceptance and just, and I'm excited about what's to come. So I think, you know, I, um, I listen to podcasts. I fucking love podcasts. I love storytelling. I love um, listening to stories. And so um, I was listening. I, I love listening to Oprah's super soul conversations. Yes, I love. And, I love those. Yeah. Right. And I think and I can't remember who the guest was. I can't remember who the guest was, but they were talking about how. Um, fuck, se me fue el avión. But they were talking. I want to say we were talking just now about and and you lose your fucks. Fuck, se me fue el avión. It wasn't that important. <laughs> no worry, don't worry about it. No, I know what you mean because I that happens to me. But no, it's it's almost like I've heard that saying and um and even and I sometimes when I when I in my you know in my work when I when I talk to ladies that are in their 50s and 60s and you know older and they still are so caught up in in their past and relationships and trying to yes. fix their significant others it's like oh my goodness and I, I just I, I feel for them because to go an entire life I'm I'm working towards not caring that much you know that's how I see my healing is like yes. to be able to just que las cosas te resbalen, you know like yes. just, just things just just como, como se dice in English like just they just 
fall out right off you. I don't know. Yes. Um, not, and that's what I'm look. I'm I'm working towards. So when I see ladies in that age that are still struggling, I I my heart goes out to them because yeah. it's a whole life of this, right? And I can't yes. imagine. And you know what I remembered? I was going to say they were talking about this idea, this false idea that we're fed that success is supposed to come to you before you're forty. Uh, and the reality is, is that your life really isn't taking off until after you've been on the planet for a few decades. And so for me, I'm really excited to see where spiritual cabrona is going to go. I mean, I literally just launched in mid-July. Um, I started the IG page in May. So it hasn't been a very long time. It hasn't even been six months. So I'm really excited as to where it's going. It feels like a very brand new beginning. And I think this idea, when I was younger, I had this idea that at 40 would have been my pentacle, that I would have been peaking. And now here I am, and I'm not even nearly close to peaking. Absolutely. You would have never imagined that you were going to create this brand, right? God, no. If you would have told me. You know, if I would have gone to a reader, right? Like, let's say I would have gone to a reader. I see you doing a business. I see candles and I see you uh, doing some memes. And I would have been like, this is stupid. I want my fucking money back. Y'all fucking fake. Facebook. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no fucking way. No fucking. Yeah, I, see I, your, I see your family struggles uh, and through it, creating something really big. Yeah, fucking headaches you know, but here it is. And at no point. So I, I think that there's something so um, exciting about the more we live, the more opportunities we have to grow. Our lives are, you know, I remember being married. Um, I got married at 18 going on 19. And when I was married and I was 22, I remember feeling so tired about thinking about the rest of my life because I felt so stuck. I felt so in a rut and I hated it. Now I feel so excited about what the future holds and the possibility and the opportunity. Um, and so I think that's what's important, you know, to see like, yes, right now you might be in a moment of like, fuck, Jackie, like, fuck universe get off my nuts for a little bit like god damn it you know and but it's go through it you know it's happening for you not to you and a big life hack that I love to live people give people is something that really helps me out is always saying universe thank you for trusting me with this challenge thank you for trusting that I have the ability and the strength to get through it and that shifts, it shifts your perspective. It shifts oh, you from, yeah. Empowerment, from like, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's a shift to, to, to empower yourself because if you are going through this is because you can't, you can handle it. Yes. So that just mm -hmm. means that you're that strong. Yeah. And it's almost like a puzzle, right? It's almost like a puzzle. It's what's counterintuitive that typically gets you out of the puzzle. So how can you put whatever your life is right there on its head to get out of it oh my goodness i this is this this is so beautiful i'm just enjoying this conversation everything that you that you're saying just resonates with me and in, in, a, in a very personal way because i feel like we've had certain life experiences that are very similar and i just i just love what you're doing and i love what you're putting out there so for for folks that would love to get to know you more and, and work with you or buy some of the products that you're putting out there how can they find you absolutely you can go to spiritualcabrona.com and even if you don't want to buy anything there's a lot of free resources check out our Cabrona page if you don't want to punch someone in the throat print out a coloring page it's the um, Cuidate Cabrona um, for mental health resources and I'm always open if anybody knows of a good mental health resource I'm happy to add it on there um, follow me on Instagram at Spiritual Cabrona. Um, so yeah, it's a great community. I also have a TikTok. Um, and one of the things that I do with the TikTok, if you notice, um, I'm very intentional about the music and it is a uh, black indigenous women of color who are the music artists that I, um, select. So there are a lot of really good artists, but I do try to find, um, 
underrepresented uh, women of color artists that maybe aren't at the mainstream. So everything is very intentional. Definitely check us out, spiritualcabrona.com and Instagram and TikTok at spiritualcabrona. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. And I look forward to another conversation like this with you. Absolutely. Thank you, Rosa. Yes, of course. Take care. You too. I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope that you found it healing and nourishing to your mind and soul. If there's a friend that you think would benefit from listening to this information, please share it. Share about our podcast. If you feel called to, please leave us a review as this really, really helps boost our presence here in Apple Podcasts and it makes it easier for others to find us to stay up to date on new episode releases and special events and projects that I'm working on. You can follow us on Instagram at Inner Healing Paths Podcast, and you can subscribe to my newsletter by going to my website, which is rosachettilcsw.com. And I will include this information and links in the show notes. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to sharing with you again next time.